you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a part take Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option and dad is not a noun, not at all. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ishmael from Dad Is Not A Noun. Happy Sunday. I hope everyone's doing well. I have a special guest with me today. What I want to do with this conversation is talk about single Black fathers, because sometimes what happens is usually the conversations kind of steer to Black mothers, which is single moms, which is important. But also, sometimes by having that discussion, you leave out the single Black fathers. Because I know that's the one thing, too, is that that number always kind of puts in our face 70% of single black moms, but also what about the single black fathers? So I have a special guest on with me. Uh, his IG handle is stay on the course, which I love because again, you know, you get in a relationship with somebody, it may not work out. You have a child, but you still have to stay on course. And I have the good <laughs> brother with me. <laughs> I know he like how I'm I'll put that together right there. <laughs> I got my good brother, Keon, with me. How you doing, brother? Hey, it's Keenan. I'm good. Keenan, um, I'm really good. Bad, <laughs> in, in the moment of the of, the, of setting that up with the staying on the course, I was I was in that moment, man. I had got a about that. <laughs> if I borrow that sometime, like I just don't want you to don't feel any type of way if you hear me say the same thing verbatim. You, it's it's yours, I, man. It's yours. <laughs> you created that name. I just threw up the Ali loop, and that's it, man. You just you do your LeBron James. I was Dwayne Wade. You, yep. you same thing. We got the same point, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, brother? How 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 you doing really on good. Sunday, brother? Really good. Um, it's it's twelve on my side, so it's not too early. So the bags are all ironed out, and I'm <laughs> I'm doing really good. It's a nice day out. We survived yeah, a couple yeah. of uh, hurricane, tornado weather things going on in the Mid Atlantic. So, I love we're, it. We're and I'm loving that you got the Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye hat on. I'm loving, it, brother. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The Marvin Gaye hat on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pull back and tuck. <laughs> you we in here, but... I know you start. I know. I seen some of your videos singing. You want to start singing? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you can you can say this is that kind of show, huh? <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll save that for part two. Part two, right, part two, part two. Yeah, yeah watch out for part two. But get, again, I appreciate <laughs> you for jumping on on this uh, on, on on a serious note. You know, you know, tell people a little bit about yourself a little bit. Okay, so I'm Keenan. I'm a Delaware native, born and raised in Delaware. I um, I'm a I'm a single dad. I wasn't always that. I always pictured myself as a dad. Um, I got married, um, and am now divorced. So, for me, it happened like I was a, a single guy. I've always been a mentor of a lot, like a lot of people, um, as a teacher, uh, working in social work, working in schools, in the community, everywhere, and that was really modeled by really by my parents. My mom and my stepfather were very um, involved in the community. We didn't share, I mean, we had to share our house, our parents, our space, everything, cars with everybody in the community. So that's just the life I lived growing up. So I always envisioned getting there at some point and I took my time and I'm glad I did. Um, but so I had a lot of, I mentored a lot of young guys. I got married and um, both my then wife and I were pretty convinced that we were going to have a boy first. Right. It was like a thing. Like we, I mean, we didn't even talk about it. It was just like, oh, yeah, when he's born. And then we, um, I remember being in the doctor's office, and the doctor was like, ooh, uh, my ex is a nurse. 
So there's some things that she understood and me as an educator and a teacher and a community builder and all that, I'm like, I'm good there. But she put me in a medical facility and some things just don't miss me. So she's like, oh, yeah, look at the sonogram. So cool. Like you see those three things right there. You know what that means. And to me, um, I won't go into specifics, but anatomically, I was thinking three things. I got my boy. (laughs) 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 But uh, that just wasn't the case. So she said, yeah, you guys are having a girl. And I, I was just not ready. Like, I don't know how, like, what am I going to do with these emotions and everything? Um, so girl, girl, dad, um, I owned that and took that on after, uh, for me, I found that while I was married and there's a lot behind that story, but while I was married, I really took on the role of a father who was like, you know, provider out in the community. Um, I come in and I'm, I'm with my daughter when I'm with my daughter, but I'm just like out here hustling and getting after we got separated, separated and then divorced. Um, I had a lot more alone time with my daughter. So that was something I really didn't expect. I didn't expect it to happen like that, but um, it's been really great. Like, yeah, there are struggles and hurdles with separation and divorce, but the time that I've had with my daughter has been like crazy, like bananas. And <clears throat> one of my friends, like, you know, a lot of times people, not only about single fathers, but even about divorce and separation and all that stuff. People shed such a negative light on it. And it's easy to get stuck in the negativity of it. Like, you know, I'm a divorced dad. I don't even say that. I'm a single dad. And um, with my daughter, we've really been able, like, I've taken the opportunity to do the teachery thing and learn her. As a teacher, I always said, um, yeah, you're here to learn. As a student, you're here to learn in my classroom, but I'm going to learn from you, too. So that's really the approach that I've taken as a dad that there's a lot that I can teach my daughter, but, uh, and it was something my mom did it all the time. It was, it felt like we were always learning together. Like, Ooh, mommy didn't know that either. Like it made it seem like I wasn't the the main ignorant person in the household. It was that we were all learning together. So I really adopted that with my daughter. She teaches me a lot of stuff and I'll, I'm sure I'll get to it in your line of question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But not digging into like what didn't work in the marriage, but you know, you telling your story a little bit, you know, your life consists of serving other people. Do you feel like that kind of hindered you a little bit too? Because at that same time, while you're serving some other people, you're kind of missing yourself a little bit. So you mm-hmm. do you want to like kind of dive into that a little bit, or it's up to you if you want to touch touch on that a little bit. It's a good question. A really, really good question. Um, yeah, I'll dive into it. I I know for a fact that for me, I've always like like I said from early on. Like I mean, I was a toddler who was standing next to my mom while she was up late doing stuff, and I'm thinking like I learned. My mentality was let me help my mom. Right. So it evolved over time, and I'm like by by like a teenager, I'm helping her type documents for work or for a church or for the community. And I learned some skills and trades from her, too, that helped me out later on in life. So I that's all I know. So even going into marriage, that was a that was a that was a part of me. Like everybody knew, oh, you're the dude that cuts hair, that does photography, that's out here mentoring. You're doing everything, teaching during hours and after hours. So, yeah, that happened. I think um, for me, I saw it very much woven into my life. There were times that I know for a fact, and I'm not trying to speak for her, but I can on this one, that my ex like saw it as a, a barrier, a hindrance to like, you know, the family life. That like you just can't let go of that stuff. For me, it wasn't like there to let go of it wasn't really a thing. Because I, I grew up in a household where to let go of that was like letting go of people. And they were an extension of me. Like they were very much my family. Um so it's a different, I think going into any relationship from here on out, that's something that really has to be communicated, communicated well. Um, I value, uh, I value it when people hold that kind of thing important, important enough in their lives that it has a space in their life and almost like an untouchable space. Right. So even in dating, like I appreciate talking to somebody who has that in their life and it doesn't have to include me. Like this, like, yo, if you're out going to a, a pregnancy center and you're dedicating your time to the patients or clients there, and that's your thing, I don't have to be a part of it, but I love it. I love to see it. <laughs> I love to see it. 
Um, and that doesn't like for some people that manifests like in church or in communities or community centers or whatever it is. But yeah, it um, it definitely I think for me, I saw it as very much a part of my life, and it it was a hindrance at times to the relationship. And then also um, talk about how do you balance that? Because I know that one thing is about with kids is that they watch what their parents do. So how do you balance serving, but also taking care of yourself? So how do you balance it too? I've gotten a lot better about, um, and I don't have a perfect answer to this. I'm not always great at it, but I've gotten a lot better in my older years and setting aside time for me. So my the beginning of my day and the end of my day now, and that's very unique to like the past couple of years, but I think I heard somebody say it, that they always start their day off with like music or something and nothing else touches that. So I've really been moving into that, into that pattern of lifestyle where in the mornings, I really don't want anything to do with anyone with the exception of my daughter. She's the one person that gets to intrude on that space. But um, it's like for the first hour-ish of my day, it's like, that's my time to think about process. What is the day going to be? I'll play music that I like to hear. I might even listen to like NPR or a broadcast, you know, your show or something. Yeah, <laughs> something, <I mean>. that gets, <laughs> something that gets my brain into a space where I want to be. And that's okay. And it might be reading something. And that's how I end my day too. So I cut off the world. Like, so, and I'm very active in social media. Um, been a social media manager before. So it kind of is in my life too. But that space untouched unless I choose. And if I choose it, then it's my choice that I'm prioritizing something. Like I might have a friend who's like, I'm, you know, someone just died. Can I talk? I'm going to give them that space in my head. I'm going to make up for it. Like tomorrow right. during this time, I'm going to, I'm going to get my hour back. I'm reclaiming my time. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I give time for myself. I also take like, for me, I don't need a mate, like a big vacation. I'm not saying I'm anti-vacation, but I take little, like I live close to the beach, a 15, 20 minute drive. So sometimes night, day, whenever I go to the beach and just like sit, stand, take pictures or just stand and watch, listen to the waves or record videos and post it on Facebook. And like, this is peace, like to share it with my world, you know, or I'll stand outside. I have a nice space outside. I live in the country. Um, sometimes I just want to be in the city. So I'll just drive to Philly, drive to DC, Baltimore, whatever, and just be in the city. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm I'm mastering creating my own experience in my own time. No, that's awesome. Can you talk about a scenario where your daughter modeled that same behavior? Like you guys are together mm -hmm. and you're looking at her like <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. She she learned that from me. <laughs> yeah. My daughter is very much a nature lover, like lover of nature. And that was like, that's something that uh, my, my mom did again. My mom did for me, for me and my brother, we grew up together. We're 20 months apart. So a lot of what we did was like the three of us. And my stepfather was there too, but my mom is the one that was like the artsy nature lover, nurturer, do for everybody in the community. So during those times, and we lived real simple. Sometimes that we didn't have a lot. So she taught me to appreciate what you have. Like if it's grass outside, we were walking through the grass and she's like, all right, I want you to pick a flower and tell me about it. Or what insects do you see? Like that whole awareness of, the, of nature around you. My daughter is that person. So sometimes I'm living like this life where I'm going, 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 going. And even when it's just the two of us, sometimes I'm like, I can get a little teachery, like what we're going to do next, you know, just set the schedule up. And she's like, I just want to go outside. The sun is out today. It's not raining anymore. Can we just go outside? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay, daddy, um, do, um, can you, can you leave your phone? And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> or I'm, I'm like allowed to bring my phone, but only for picture taking purposes. And um, she's really able, she's gotten me into that mode. Like, have we watered the flowers yet? And I'm like, oh, no, we or we can water them again. <laughs> but she's really like, she'll get me really grounded or rooted or like, hey, I want to go to the beach. And I'm like, well, we were going to go to my mom and pop house. And she's like, I just want to go to the beach. 
then we go to the beach and she'll just like hug me while we're standing on the beach. And that's the, the sounds are perfect. The <laughs> hug is just what daddy needed. <laughs> so she's really like, she creates those times when it's like either you and I need time. And she says it in her little five-year-old way. Or um, even when she like, I'm helping her to figure out it's okay to use your own time, take your own time, create your own art and love it. And she does that some, and she's learning to do it and to excuse me from it. She's like, um, daddy, I'm gonna call you and I'm gonna call you when I'm finished. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like inside, I'm like, did my daughter just excuse me from my own room? <laughs> like, you realize I bought you those art tools, right? And I taught you how to do that. You're gonna kick me out. But then I'm like, God, she's developing some real strong skills. Like she needs this time for herself. She's learning to pour herself into her art. And then when it's done, she's presenting it to me for my approval or whatever else. Or she'll edit. I mean, she'll critique me and be like, no, you're holding it the wrong way. It's upside down. I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> and, yeah. and also, I know staying on the course, you know, last year was a struggle for a lot of people through the pandemic. So what have you learned about yourself individually? But more importantly, as a father um, through this pandemic? Um, individually, now I'll answer as a father first. Okay. Uh, as a father, I've learned to stay on course. Um, it afforded me a lot of time with my daughter, a lot more time. And it made my schedule more flexible. I was a teacher when the pandemic first happened. I was teaching in the classroom and just like most other people, we got excused from the class space, from the workspace instantly. And it was like, oh, it's going to be two weeks of, you know, get things together until this pandemic, well, before it was a pandemic, until this virus passes. And we lived in this like two week by two week pattern. Right. And one of the things that I learned is to like, you don't have to be so reactionary. We can be more proactive and own that this is a thing like this is really a thing it's not just a two week we're gonna go because that was it made work it made life a lot more difficult to view it in that way like all right this gonna be gone after two weeks and be good and then two weeks come and it's like ah oh, no well we're gonna another couple weeks and we good until everybody figures this out and that was totally unrealistic you know without going into the politics of it all that was completely unrealistic even to live that way but to see it as what it is like you know it could, and I think we do that a lot of times, even as a father, like um, a situation pops up and it's like, oh God, um, all right, it's gonna be done. Like, it'll be over pretty soon and then we're gonna be good. No, you're a single dad, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> ooh, be it. And, you know, and things come up like, oh God, this situation, this, a crisis between my, my ex and I, or a situation between us does not have to impact the fact that I'm a father. So that, I mean, that's one thing on a larger level that I took from the pandemic. Like, stop looking at it like it's a two-week crisis. It's a pandemic. Get some masks. Uh, figure out what work is going to look like and move on. And stop being like static, like stagnant in this moment because you don't progress. Like, there, I think there are a lot of people now who are still treating it like it's a two-week thing. Like, when the yeah. pandemic is over, I'm going to do this. No. Nah. So um, for me, I, I had a conversation with one of my friends high school friends I hadn't talked to in years. And I, I started talking in that same way about fatherhood. Like, you know, it's a little rough, you know, divorce and custody and every other week, like all this other stuff. And he said, I don't even think he realized what he was saying. He was like, oh, I was a, a child of divorced parents. Right. And I knew that, but I didn't think about it. I'm just like venting to him. And he right. was like, yeah, that was the best time of my life. Wow. Life got better after the divorce. And I was like, yo, tell me more. What do you mean? How is that? Like, that can't be the case. Divorce is like this, uh. Right. And he said, nah, like, before my parents were divorced, even in their marriage, it felt like a battle as a kid. Like, if I spent too much time with mom, dad was like, well, what about me? Vice right. versa. Once they got divorced, he said, man, I had, like, a week or a couple days or whatever it was with one parent. Right. And we were able to create this experience where we, like, it, nothing in the world mattered except me and that one individual. Right. And then I went back to the other one and there was no competition. It was just, it's mom's time now. So then me and her were like, we're going hard. We're going to amusement parks. 
she's fixing me the best food ever. Then I go back to dad, and it's the same thing. He said, man, that was like the best ever. So he told me, well, he taught me. He didn't really say it in those words, but after the conversation, I was like, yo, thank you so much. Because now it's it becomes my responsibility right. to be the curator of the experience of my daughter. Right. And that's it. And that made life for me a lot simpler. It doesn't, it's not about any of these extra things. It's just about as a dad, you know, you have the responsibility to make this child the world. Like I want her in future years to say the same thing that my friend said to me. Like, yo, when I was with my dad, right. that was the best time of my life. And when I was with my mom, that was the best time of my life. Right. So that's that's it for me. Um personally, it was very much the same with the whole like it's not a two week thing this this is life um i I was i I said before i was teaching i lost that teaching job um the pandemic happened and i was one of the newest hires so at that time i lost the teaching job so then i'm like oh man what am i gonna do i'm gonna live (laughs) so i reached out to a friend who had a connection that connection led to a job that and i was offered that job the next day so where I was kind of stuck for a moment and thought, oh God, I lost a job. What am I going to do? No money. I got a daughter to take care of. And then it happened just like that. There wasn't a change in pay. It was a different institution, but it was still, I was employed. And then that job led to another job. The work I did in that job, um, someone reached out to me from another organization. I was like, oh, you do dope work. What would you like? What do you think about this? Would you want to apply? Um, and led to another job, which I'm in now, which has led to other opportunities. So getting rid of that, like, oh, God, this two weeks of or two months of or this crisis is going to ruin my life and looking at it like, no, I'm living life and I got to change my mentality. If I'm thinking, all right, an end of one thing means that I'm responsible for building somewhere else. And that's, that's it. I got to stay on course. And I think that's dope is to learn how to adapt. And I think that's the one thing. Yeah some people don't know how to do is to adapt and um, learning how to adapt. How were you able to, um, you know, cause that's the one thing too, is that I think the one thing right now we are in a nation crisis when it comes to the traumatization of the pandemic, cause you had kids weren't able to be with their friends and they're locked down. They can go outside. So as a father, how were you able to adapt and just, you know, keep calm to your daughter through that pandemic? Um, I think looking at it through a child's eyes helped me a lot. Because that was one thing, as a teacher, I thought, because I was working with high school students at the time. And for me, it it grieved me. I said before, I'm a community guy. Right. And for me, I didn't have that time that when the kids come in, like that was my space. When they walk in my classroom, I'm like, hey, everybody sit down. How was everybody's day? Fix your face, man. What you got a long face? Come on, smile. Like, I'm smiling at you. I slept for two hours last night. How many hours did you sleep? Four. That's double the amount that I like that time that I had with my students was amazing. And then after class, have to have kids come in and say, you know, I really didn't understand this. I didn't feel confident raising my hand. So we talk after school. That time I missed. And then also being a part of the community, I was a part of their entire world. So sometimes they would come in like, um, we didn't have anything to eat. Or I, I recognized the signs. You didn't have anything to eat. Go get breakfast. I know you're late for class. Go get breakfast. I'm not going to write you. Right. That wasn't happening for my students. And for me as a teacher, it grieved me. Like they're not going to have that time. And then they're going through the pandemic as teenagers. They're not seeing their friends. They're not seeing their teachers. They don't have the social time. We're all being locked down, quarantine happening, and as adults, we were panicking. And the school that I taught in was in an urban setting. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of crime was going on in communities before the pandemic happened. Right. So, as a teacher, as a person, I was like, God, this really sucks. Right. So then I'm thinking, how do I reach these kids? And even on Zoom, I was creating spaces. Sometimes the kids said it to me, like, I know class ends, like Zoom class ends at two o'clock, and we just like leave it open. You don't have to look at us. You don't have to talk. Just leave the space open so we can. And they were on and they're like, hey, Mr. Mr. Keenan, guess what? Remember, I was talking to so and so. Well, we broke up because and it was like those were the conversations. So that it really made me think like, OK, my daughter is five at the time four. what is she missing out on? And what it like, how does she view this whole thing? So I started a conversation with her pretty soon and explained to her in very basic terms that it's uh, like, it, she don't know what pandemic is. 
So mm-hmm. I said a lot of people are getting sick. Like, you know how sometimes you get a cough and daddy gives you medicine, mommy gives you medicine, right? Yeah. Well, people are getting sick and they can't find the, the right medicine. So right now there we have to shut down some stuff. We can't go everywhere, but it'll get better. I don't know how long. So for now, we're gonna have to find fun some other way. We can't go to like she loves she loved at the time going to museums, trampoline parks, even the beach was shut down. So to explain that in childlike terms, and then to hear myself say it, and like uh, like there was some like stick to itiveness, as one of my old bosses used to say. <laughs> There's some stick to itiveness in this. Like we gotta, we still have to stay on course with this. Everything is happening. We can't shake our foundation, and I had to model it for her, but then I had to believe it right. for me. <laughs> so that really it made that whole like um that whole like i'm in this experience learning along with my daughter and then to see how she sees it and she would say stuff like daddy they not they still sick and i knew like for her it was like yeah i just want to go can i go to the trampoline park can i go to the playground why we got to sanitize everything you got to bleach everything (laughs) before i touch it and (laughs) um and i get it like from a kid's mentality like we are and I say this often when I'm and it's a little bit off topic, but it's really that as parents, we have children and our kids have the traits and the characteristics that we have. They have them all or at least 50 percent of mine. She has. She has no idea what to do with it. And I can't act like she does. Like if she's energetic and bubbly, just like daddy is when she wakes up in the morning, she's energetic and bubbly. And I can't be like, girl, get out of my face. Don't know if I got time for no, like, why are you all, you all in here? If I did that, then the gift that she has becomes a, it becomes like a negative thing. Or I can cultivate it and teach her how to work with energy, like the energy. Like, you know, when you're in a classroom, it's good to have energy, but just wait a little bit. You know, you're going to have recess after a while to get her to understand that you can still use the gifts and the skills, but learn how to do that. So, um, yeah. I think that's like one of the things that one of the things that she's really gifted me with is understanding where she is and how she sees the world. And that as a father, it's my responsibility to not only be there, to be present, to give her the, the materials, and the money that she needs um, or that her mother even needs to raise her. Right. That's my responsibility. But it's also my responsibility to teach her how to use the, the tools that she got from right. me. And it's, it's my response. If I don't teach her that. You know, there are times when you just need to calm down, like chill out a little bit, do something that gets your mind settled. Then she does not learn that. Right. And then that's my problem. And then also through the pandemic, you can touch on it if you want to. If you don't want to, I definitely understand. How were you maybe are not able to cultivate the relationship between your ex through the pandemic? Because I know, you know, through the pandemic, you know, you have shared parenting. And um, when everything's locked down, certain things, you, you got to adjust to it. So if you want to touch on that a little bit, go for it. Um, I think we, we were pretty consistent with communicate with our communication. We really talk about our daughter. So of course the regular conversation, what time are you going to pick her up? What time are you going to pick her up? <laughs> Where am I going to drop her off? Are you going to be there? Are you here yet? I got here a little early. Like that kind of conversation, it's steady and continuous. I think, one in one way that we've grown in large part out of necessity is like sharing information. And it's been, to be very honest and transparent, it's been a slow progression upward, very slow. But we're also, we're also, we're exes. <laughs> so I think part of, a lot of that has been like us realizing what that is for us, but then also being everything that we need to be for our daughter and I think to be for me, I put the emphasis on the daughter portion of it. Yeah. Like I gotta be the best thing for her possible. For me, like with relationships, I'm like, I don't have time for relationships. Yeah. I just don't, I'm not gonna even think about it because I'm gonna focus on my daughter. Right. And, um, I just think that for me at this time in my life, that is that is so important. And it's like, it's a pandemic. There are several pandemics going on socially, health. There's so much going on that for me, I don't, like, what am I losing by not being in a relationship right now? I've done it before. Right. You know, there were highs, there were lows. I was in, I was out. Like, it's it's done now. 
Um, so I believe relationship will happen when relationship needs to happen for me. But now I'm cultivating that for my daughter. And like it's a pivotal moment. She's five. She started kindergarten in the fall. I have time now. My job has shifted. So I have more flexibility. So before the time passes, and that's another pandemic lesson, before this time passes, while I have the time, I'm going to use it. Right. So just got to use that. Um, I danced around that question a little bit. No, 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 that's, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm a professional. You're a professional. That, that, no, and I understand. That's why I brought up. Like, if you want to touch on it, you can. If you don't, I definitely understand. But yeah, I, I appreciate your transparency with the interview because it's important. Because again, there's a lot of single black fathers out there, or just single fathers in general, that want to hear stories because they probably have a story that's relatable to yours mm-hmm. and don't know how to pivot as well as you did. You know what you're what you went through, what you're going through, and where you're at right now. So mm-hmm. I, again, I appreciate you. I definitely appreciate that, man. But yeah, but um, what um, what things um, as uh, like like tips and 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 and, and cool things, you know, that you do with your daughter that you want to let fathers, single fathers out there know, like things that can build their relationship with their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the simple things that I do with my daughter is art. Like, and it's not complicated. She thinks it is. And I think she thinks I'm the, the most amazing artist in the in the history of the world. But it's like real simple. I wish I had some stuff. I do have some stuff. Okay. <laughs> I promise you, I, didn't, I wasn't planning to do this, but I'm at my computer station and I see some stuff that she did. But okay. like, I spend a lot of time at dollar stores nice because they have a lot of supplies and i didn't make this she really wow that's, are, that is yeah, so- just, like i bought markers i think this is marker and some paint right some just real easy they come in packs already prepared and you just need a paintbrush that's like a dollar you need the paint packet that's like a dollar these were like 50 cents each and they're just some of her initials wow so um it is a little bit teachery but not necessarily. And um, we just do stuff like that, where I just buy supplies and put it in front of her. And sometimes I model it for her, like, why don't you do this color? Or why don't you pick your color? Pick your favorite color and here you go. And then sometimes like um, we watch YouTube. So I ask her, she watches some things at preschool and some things she watches with her mom. She tells me about that. Like, oh, me and mommy were watching. whatever the show is, Blippi, um, <laughs> Pink Fong, anything. I was like, I've became the daddy shark. I promise. <laughs> like, I'm glad she grew out of that. Cause I was like, we were going around the house. I'm like rolling, it's a full body workout. <laughs> She's like, daddy, flip me, turn me, drop. <laughs> like everything. So I think just like tapping into the mind of the kid, like what kind of things do they like? My daughter likes art. Um, I like art. My mom liked art. It's something that we always did from simple to more complicated stuff. But right now it's real simple. That's this side, that side. There we go. Let's see it. I was like, hold on. It's this flip, the, <laughs> the flip, it's that one. I'm a part-time barber. So I know about like looking in the mirror and right. you got the, the reflection just throws <laughs> So from complicated stuff, um, it, I know she's not there, but she learns the basics and she has an appreciation. Like now she comes over and she's like, um, she goes straight to her playroom right. and she's like, I just want to paint. Can you get my paint out? Can you get my cup? Can you fill it with water? Can I get some paper towels? And I'm like, dang, you okay, <laughs> you got this. Or now she like she'll, she can do it herself. Right. She gets a cup. She's like, daddy, can I fill it with water? Sure. Can I get some paper towel? Yep. Can I mix the paint? I'm like, uh, let me help you with that. <laughs> like that's one thing. Another thing um, is like really learning about what they like to do. I think um, I don't know where I got this from, but somebody said, and I don't own the rights to this. If anybody's watching who actually said this, but they said that um, when your kid, when you pick your kid up from daycare or from school, ask them what what was one thing that happened that made them happy, and what was one thing that happened that made them sad. Mm-hmm. and listen to them so one thing i learned from my daughter like a lot of that stuff had to do with sharing or not sharing 
So I've kind of woven it in. Like we buy stuff and I'm like, okay, who are we going to share this with? And um, I have a niece who's seven months younger than my daughter. And she really like anything that she gets, they're best friends. When they see each other, it's like they have never seen each other before. They love each other so much. So now like everything she gets, it's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get this, but can I share it with, with my, with my cousin? Yeah, go ahead. But it was really intentional on my part. Like she's struggling with this and I hear her say it. So I'm going to help her with it. Right. So, I mean, that's another thing. Um, what other tips and hints? I think another hint is um, to spend like time just alone with no appliances, no, no, like no technological devices, nothing. And just like sit for us. It's like sitting, watching TV sometimes or reading books at, at nighttime. Um, sometimes we just go out, like if we get home and it's nighttime, we look up at the sky and she's like, oh, it's stars, daddy. And she went like, I want to stay out here. So we like stand outside and swap mosquitoes and <laughs> look for constellations. And she didn't know it in that terminology like a while ago. But I saw her looking at the stars. And to me, I'm like, oh, yeah. Because she was like, daddy, I see a triangle. And I was like, yeah. What else? Do you see anything else? Then we got on YouTube, came in the house, got on YouTube saw a kid video about constellation she saw the big dipper wow. went back outside and she's looking up and she was like oh i see the big dipper i didn't to be honest i was like she don't see no big dipper <laughs> like she pointed it out to me she's like that's the big part and that's the handle right like on the video and i was like hey sometimes we sell i think we really underestimate our kids like that they really for them they're at they're at a, a higher they have a higher learning like this, the learning for them happens more quickly than it does for us. And sometimes I think we miss that. And and looking at them as just kids, right. we can pass by opportunities that they really, like they're ripe for. Yeah. So like listening, art in any way, shape or form and um, accept the challenge, like accept right. that you're a superhero to your kid. Like my daughter, a lot of, a lot of the things that she asked me to do in my head, I can't do it. Like, She's like, Dad, can you can you use this uh, face paint to make me into a butterfly? And I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, Daddy's got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I get on my phone, look on YouTube, or look on like something. I'm googling it. Face paint, butterfly. I see it, and then I'm like, Oh yeah, do you like this butterfly? <laughs> okay, then I'm gonna do it. And like, I just use the tools that I have and make it happen. And then when it does happen, she's like, daddy, you're the best daddy ever. And like, that's what you live for. That like that moment where <laughs> they're like, oh, <laughs> my dad can do anything in the world. He put a butterfly on my face. And, yeah. and, I, and I think the beauty of that is just the simple things. You know, I'm not a father. The reason why I created dad is not, not a now was to create a platform for like fathers like you to share your story because it's important because there's not a lot of places out there that's giving, you know, sharing, that's utilizing, a, creating a platform so fathers can tell their stories, especially being a single father, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think what you're doing is awesome because I think when you look at kids, kids are like a blank canvas and mm -hmm. you are the, the person that's offering the paintbrush and the paint. And it's like, your imagination, what are you thinking? Now draw. Right. And what you're doing is you're guiding their hand while they're painting this image. And so even though I said that, talk about the importance about affirmation and representation for her. Because I think mm -hmm. that's the one thing too is, you know, it's important to see her herself in certain, in certain things. It's important. Because mm -hmm. often, you know, especially with sons, it's usually sports or music. And that's mm -hmm. it. So yeah. as a father, talk about that um, importance of, 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 of our affirmation and representation. Okay, yeah. So affirmation and representation, um, that's life. As if I don't affirm my daughter and make her feel empowered and whole and positive about life, she's not gonna get it. I mean, I'm not, not taking anything away from her mother, but I do believe that the father has a role in that. She's learning how a man should view her 
speak to her, empower her, affirm her, love her, um, push and boost her, accept her, learn from her, all that stuff, and more she's getting it from me. So, and absent that, she's not getting it. And I got, for me, it, it lands, like I think it was very purposeful that I had a daughter. Uh, and for me, I was all prepared for God. Like I had raised, like literally raised one of my, one of my um, little cousins from six months to like six years old. So I was like, oh, I got everything. I still have some of his like toys and I had all those experiences locked in. And then a girl happens. But when I look back, and I knew this when I had a daughter, but I hadn't really processed it. When I look back in my um, family history, back four, maybe five generations, the women in my family, beginning with my mom, were not raised by their biological father. So that goes back, like it reaches back nearly into slavery from my lineage, that the women did not like they didn't know their dad. They they knew who their dad was. They did, they were not raised by him. Some did not know him and learned about him like later on in life. And some were still learning about some of my grandparents' fathers. But it's not coming from him. Right. And I I wasn't raised by my biological father. So there were a lot of questions that I had that were answered in adulthood. But I didn't have that as a kid. So for me, it means everything that my daughter is like. Like literally just last weekend, she's like, um, daddy, I do got your eyebrows. Like, <laughs> was like, you do, <laughs> you really do. Like you got my eyebrows. And she was like, you know, touching them and like, wow, that's crazy. We're like eyebrow twins. <laughs> and check out your chin. <laughs> Where did you get that from? Like little things like that. That as a kid, it was like, I was older when, like, I'm looking at my mom. I look a lot like my mom. But there were some things that were not the same. We don't have the same nose. But everything else on the face is like, whoa. But And I'm like, I remember having those moments as a kid where I'm like, well, where does that come from? And then it it came for me later, those answers to those questions. But for my daughter to have that and to not have that as, it wasn't necessarily a stressful thing as a kid, but it was like an identity thing. Like, I don't know where that comes from. And I know, like, as a culture, not to get too, but okay. why not? As a culture, we suffer with that. Like as black people, there are so many of us who don't know where we come from. Yeah, We can't pinpoint a nation, a people, a family, a tribe until we do extensive research. And then even then, like in my, on my maternal side, my one of my aunts has done a lot of research and found that like we're from, by way of one ancestor from the West Indies, but that's all we know. Like from the West Indies. That's good knowledge, but like, okay, what do you do with that? And like, my grandmother knows where her dad was from. Okay, so we can research the place, but we don't know the person. Wow. So for me, my daughter, like, it means everything, every little moment when she can like look in my eyes and be like, wow, are you happy? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Like you get those things. And like, for me, I have memories of my biological father, but there's like three before the age of 20. And those are like a brief memory at five, another brief one at 10, another like a brief experience at 16 and then 20 something. For her, like a lot of those gaps are filled in because it's like every time I'm with my daddy, there's an experience like this dude is crazy. And she says it. She's like, Daddy, you are. Whoa, you crazy. (laughs) She's like, you are silly. You're so silly. Like, yes, I'm silly. Every time I'm around you, I'm silly and all those things. But yeah, like. Yeah, I think I answered your question. No, you did, because I love (laughs) the answer, because I think what is more important is you being a parent you're not putting the trauma of your family past onto her you know it's like that classic meme i don't know if you saw on instagram where you had this bus and the bus with a crowd of people is your family trauma and then you have the spider-man character blocking the bus and the and your kid is in the middle mm. and basically it's protecting your kid from your from the trauma from the past because you yep. don't want to pass that trauma lineage on to your kids mm-hmm. 
you know, because you want to, you're creating those memories of, yeah, my dad was there. Mm -hmm. You know, even though my mom and dad are not together, but they both there. Mm -hmm. My mother, my dad never said anything negative about my mother. My mother never said anything negative about my father, but they were there. Mm -hmm. And that changes that narrative. That changes that conversation. Even though relationships may not work out, but like you were saying earlier, it's about having conversation. It's about having that dialogue. It's meeting at that middle Say, all right, this is not going to work out. But at the end of the day, we have to be a team mm -hmm. for, for our child. Yep. And, and and like I said, the most important thing is I love what you're doing, especially on your social media. Um, I wish I got a chance to check that IG interview you had yesterday. Um, uh, I wish you would have saved the video. I don't know the, techni uh, the technicality with that situation. Yeah. Um, I we'll, wish just, I we'll just redo it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I love what you're doing, and I think it's important. I think your story needs to be told in from different platform because it needs to be told. Um, and then also before we end this conversation, what other um advice do you have for single fathers out there? Um, I think one you you touched on it, and that is uh, well two things: generational, like breaking the generational patterns. No, sometimes it can get it can feel really um, churchy and religious to call it a, a curse because right. um, some of them are not they're not like a curse it's a pattern right. which can be broken or a habit can be broken <laughs> but um, like addressing and breaking the generational habits um, is very important and it's tangible like you can do it for me I really thought like growing up I really thought I'm going to be able to model to my daughter like uh, or to my kids and change in my family. Like I'm gonna be able to be married and have a kid, have kids, and then be that husband and that father. For me, marriage didn't, like I'm not married anymore. Right. And that that's like, it feels like an end of a road to a lot of people. It's not like for me, and it, it took, I think the like separation, divorce to happen for me to hone in on something that I really, like the, the tool, what I have, is that I'm a father to a woman to be, and I'm the first one in my lineage to do that and to do it like intentionally and effectively. And my daughter is not like she's, not, I, there's not going to be a woman in my family that can say, well, this woman is not going to be able to say, I don't know my dad. And you know that, like the thing that puts the, the twirl in the neck and the finger up, like, uh -uh, my dad didn't, my dad is this, right. my, yeah. Manny, not, like, that's where you hear that rhetoric of. Men ain't nothing, you know, if I can find a man, all of that negativity. My daughter's, I feel like my daughter's going to be like, not mine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> my daddy, like, do you see his Instagram? I want him more than he is. <laughs> his Facebook, that's KK's daddy right there. Hashtag KK's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's on purpose, like, because she is my entire world, like my whole world. If I never have another kid, I'm good. Like, that's it. And that, it's a it's interesting because earlier on in life, it was like me and my boys are talking. We're like, oh, I can't wait to have a son, man. When we have a boy, like when you get that son, that junior, <laughs> that Kenan Jr., <laughs> that KJ, that's everything. Um, and it has really changed my my world to see that. There, like, she's not a boy, but there's so much like, God, the child's got my eyebrows and nose and a little bit of my attitude. She's got a lot of her mom, too, but like there are things that I can see and pinpoint and help her to use those things to be even better than I am. She says like, I want to be a nurse like my mommy and a teacher like my daddy. You can, like you really can, but you can be like way better than a teacher. Or maybe you can find a way to work all that into one package. Like we were given the gift, you know, we didn't work out, but we're going to work this out. Like this kid is going to be the most dynamic nurse, teacher, Supergirl, everything, artist, in everything like anything she wants to do she's gonna be able to do it the second part of that too to answer your question is a gem that i have is for dads don't get caught up in the drama and the hype of the relationship or the lost relationship or the no longer relationship with the mom with the mom's family with the mom's community like all that 
None of that matters. It doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to impact your world. Control the controllable is one of my favorite lines. And I can't control if, um, let's just say, and this is only a scenario, only a scenario. <laughs> if my daughter's mother were to like trash my name in the community, I can't control that. Right. What am I going to do about it? Except like, first of all, I don't know if she said it. So a lot of the thing, like we're we're adults who are who have grown up in this social media world, and sometimes we get caught up in the hype of it. And well, she said this, and I heard that she did this, and I heard that they're saying, so what? Turn it off. Like some, what I've blocked a lot of people <laughs> from my business because you know what? I can control them, yeah. and I don't have to answer for that. This is my platform. So if it's better for my mental health to block people out that I even feel like are going to be negative or have that potential, then I'm going to do it. And I never, that doesn't have to be a part of my world. And then my mouth is the one thing I can control all day long, 24 seven, anytime. My daughter is going to be able to say that not only has she never heard anything negative about her mother from her dad, but she's never seen anything negative. And that she has seen and experienced positivity from her dad to her mom. And that, even if we're not together, she'll be able to like see that, um, wow, this man, my Superman honors my Superwoman. And that's it. Like, we don't have to be together. And to be quite honest, like my daughter is five. She has no memory. Well, I don't think she has memories of me and her mom being like together. Right. So her world is, I have an amazing experience with daddy when I'm with him. I have an amazing experience with mommy when I'm with her. And she said something that brought everything full circle for me a few weeks ago. She was like, Daddy, um, I miss you. And I said, yeah, I miss you too, baby. And she said, and, and I miss Mommy. I miss Mommy when I'm with you. And I miss you when I'm with Mommy. Wow. And I was like, dang, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I'm giving her something to miss. Like, Man. I can't, like, for, I really, I didn't miss my biological father. In my earlier years, I didn't know what it was like to have him. So that was like, a, it's like a different feeling. I, didn't, I wasn't, it wasn't like I miss playing outside with my dad. Right. I never knew what it was like. So like, that's a lot different for me. Like I, I'm honored that she even misses me. Right. Because she can say I miss playing with my toys in my room at daddy's house. That's way different. But um, that's like, seriously, that's something that we control. If I can talk to any dads anywhere, I'm not talking, like, I'm not talking to mom. Well, I'm talking to moms too, I'm talking to both of them. But any parents, but specifically dads, because sometimes we get caught up in the hype and allow our communities to be a part of that. Because, you know, on social media, yes, on phones and on text messages and everything else, I, it happens to me. Yeah. Who did you hear? Um, so, like, did you hear that she's in a relationship? Okay. <laughs> I hope that works out. Like, you know, I, but if I go back and I'm like, well, okay, I'm going to subtweet something real quick. Right. Don't nobody care if you're in a relationship. I'm still moving on. Like, that kind of petty stuff becomes a pattern. And then my time is spent on being petty toward her when yeah. I could be focused on building an experience yeah. for, my, for our child. And then it can go back and forth. You got two adults who can't let go. Like, you're not with that person anymore. Yeah. Or if there is a potential of you being back together, which is the case sometimes, spend time on that. Like, be realistic about it. And if there's a potential y'all getting back together, work on it. But if there's not, if one has moved on or both have moved on, then own that and carry on with your life. But don't make it this dramatic. Like, for what? I don't. I just don't have time. I cut out the drama. And anybody that tries to bring it to me, I let them have their moment. Right. Or I cut them off because I don't have time for it. Because I'm like, so what if KK, Princess KK, then has like a petty dad? Right. Like, she's not going to grow up with petty dad. She's going to grow up with dad. Like, one of the things that I do with my daughter, and this was, I've shared this before, but um, she had an issue on both sides with the transition. Well, she should. She's a kid. Right. Like, when I'm leaving daddy's house and going to mommy, and she's like, I don't want to go. I want to stay here with you. I want to, I don't want to go. And the same thing, or when she, it's like nighttime and mommy tells her to go to sleep and she's like, I want my daddy. Wow. So I hear that, but I know what it really is. And sometimes, sometimes she really just doesn't want to do what she's being told. Right. 
Right. And she thinks that daddy's going to tell her something different. So when mommy calls me or texts me and says, your daughter is having a rough time of going to sleep and you get on the phone. And one of the first things I say is, what are you doing? Is it bedtime? Did mommy say it's bedtime? Okay. What would daddy say if you were at daddy's house? He would say it's bedtime. So I'm going to talk to you. It's good to talk to you. I might ask, well, how was your day? What did you do? And at the end of it, did you say your prayers? I know that's a pattern with mommy. Did you say your prayers? Did you read your book? Okay, you did. All right. Well, I'll talk to you tomorrow, but it's nighttime. I'm not going to take anything away from, I know the pattern. I know as much as I know about the pattern that she has at mommy's house. I'm not going to ruin that. I'm not going to come between that. I'm not going to do something different. Now, we might do things a little different at my house. Right. That's my house. But I'm going to honor what is done over there. I'm going to honor the relationship that she has with her mom. And it's never going to be this contentious like, well, daddy does this. Mommy does. And in fact, to get to like alleviate that like weird period, that transition, I started the practice with her of doing something for or like getting something for or creating something for mom. Right. So when she's with me and it started out as one little thing, like she'd be painting something. I said, well, what, what would mommy want to see you paint? A heart. I guess she might say a heart. Mommy likes hearts. Okay. Well, why don't you paint mommy a heart? What's mommy's favorite color? She didn't know. So I'm like, okay, find out what mommy's favorite color is. Next time, mommy's favorite color is purple. So we're going to paint a purple heart for mommy. So that's the gift. I'm going to take this to mommy. So then she got into the pattern of before I leave, oh, before I leave, I got to get something for mommy. Wow. And sometimes she's a kid. So she would take like a toy that she played with all weekend. Oh, mommy wants to see this bouncy ball. Okay. <laughs> Can I take this to mommy? Sure. And I like text her mom, like, you got a surprise coming, like heads up. (laughs) It's kind of morphed because now, and I have to apologize to her mother because it's like taking on a life of its own. So from almost from the time that she gets to my house or gets in my car, it's like, ooh, mommy wouldn't want to see this. Mommy (laughs) wouldn't want to see, like a couple weeks ago, it was a bag filled with stuff that mommy would want to see, a costume that she had on at daddy's house. I got to show mommy this. I got to take this. She's taking arts and crafts. Like, oh, my And it's like a whole bag. But in it, she didn't realize that daddy was like building in her this like, yeah, I'm with daddy, but I appreciate my time with mom. And there's no, like, we don't have, uh, I don't want to go. Like this kicking, screaming thing doesn't happen anymore. And I, I would much rather trade that. And I could be petty again, going back to the previous lesson. I could be petty and be like, yeah, I don't want you to go to mommy either. You you can just right. stay here. Like, let me call mommy and you're going to stay here another day. Like, is it, whatever. I could be petty like that. Like, I know some parents are. And it's just not necessary because we're both we're raising her. And like I've said before, too, my daughter has one important person in her life. The most important person is one person. And that is me and her mom. That's right. We share the stage. Yeah. It's one spot. And there's no competition. It's not like you know her mom is up there at the top and she sees me less. So I know it's like I'm number two. No, because she don't have another dad and she don't have another mom. And we have one princess KK. <laughs> and we do, man. And I think all, the, the best thing about this conversation is to keep her humbled and just appreciate the, the, the things that is important, which is a mother and a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I enjoyed this conversation. I loved our stay on course conversation. When it's talk <laughs> get into fatherhood, man, you're always welcome to come back on. Um, again, I've been following you for a long time. I've been a big fan of yours. Oh man, what you doing? <laughs> Likewise, um, no, <laughs> anytime, man. Um, before we end it, um, where can people find you? I know I have the IG handle. Is there any other way? Um, social media where people can find you? Yeah, well, the IG handle is the best way. That's where a lot of my dad content is on purpose. I'm right here. Stay on course. I'm Keenan. I'm from Delaware, but I realized that, you know, this virtual world is worldwide. I've uh, crafted some some, uh, social media campaigns that involve a global audience. So I like that. I like learning about what fatherhood is, what um, black male experience and black male fatherhood is around the world and i've learned a lot just by tapping into the experience of others i'm that guy that if i see something i like kind of like you if i see something that i like i'm like (laughs) (laughs) or 
Like, I like that. That's dope content. That's nice, whatever. And the worst thing you can say is no, or I don't have the time. Can we talk later? Whatever. And the conversation continues. But yeah, that's the best way to find me is on IG. All right. Awesome, Awesome, man. Thank you for your time. And we're out, people. Peace. Right. So for you, yeah, yo. There will never it matters, and even more when you feel like it doesn't. Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't. No, I'm right alongside you. He but that I'm behind you, but always got you. Hinder discussion, nothing means more. First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for. Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours. And know that I ain't see a better view yet. I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret. Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak. To change what a partake, cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway. My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you. For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still in all, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, I've been down. Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. My message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.